The following is a sermon from Pastor David Salinas of Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The temple of the curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood before Jesus saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. Oh, woe. A woeful, woeful, woeful day, most lamentable day, most woeful day that ever, ever I did behold. Oh, day, oh, day, oh, day, most hateful day. Never was there seen a day as dark as this. Oh, woeful day. Romeo and Juliet, Act 4, Scene 5. This is what Juliet's nurse cries, and she stumbles upon what she thinks is a dead Juliet. In this world, where the forbidden fruit rolls on the ground with two distinct bite marks in it, in a world cursed by sin, there will always, always be days where people cry out, Whoa! The wages of sin is death. Always it is. Always it is. And so my mind never, never leaves the scene. Sometimes I replay it. Sometimes I want to ignore it. And but I, I can't get it out of my head. This has been years ago now for me. It was in Iran, and they were having protests. And there was a, a college-age woman who was on the ground, and she had been shot. And her father was holding his baby girl in his arms, clutching her head and crying out in this incredible pain, No! No! and rocking her, roiling her, wanting her to get back up and be okay. My baby girl, breathe. Two days ago, I, I sit in the living room with my neighbor, a lovely Russian lady. And if you've been keeping up with the news, in her hometown in, in Siberia, there was this tragic fire where hundreds of children were locked inside a movie theater that had caught fire and died, and so she's been grieving this for days. Today is Good Friday. Hmm? It is Good Friday. What kind of a day is it for you, for me? Can I, can I ask you how, you, how has your day gone so far? Some of you had a pretty good day? Thumbs up day, yeah? Yeah, pretty good. 
I don't know, maybe my, my Evie, I can already see that. That's, that that's, that's her famous sign. It's that thumb sideways, right? So-so. Regardless of how your day today has gone, or regardless of any tragedies that you have ever struggled or suffered in the past or will again, I want you to brace yourself for, for what I am about to say right now. Today, in a very real sense, in a very real sense, is the most horrible one in the history of our lives. Today, we have the greatest reason of all to cry out from the very depths of our soul down into the very recesses of the bottom of us. That lament from Juliet's nurse. Woeful day! And why is that? Because when Mark records these words, this sentence, four words in English, Jesus breathed his last. On that day, we, we, we did not lose a sibling. A, a sibling did not die to us. A child did not die to us. A parent did not die to us. Our God and our provider died. And John confirms it. The Apostle John, already at the very beginning of his gospel, with those majestic words that spiral upward, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh. He became flesh. And so when Jesus breathed his last, God breathed his last. Woeful day. And it gets worse from there. The hymn writer, he bemoans it rightly. He says, tell me, when you hear him groaning, was there ever grief like his? What were the breaths of the Son of God like before that last one? They were filled with unbearable anguish. A bit about crucifixion. The Romans have nailed you to a piece of wood, and they have become masters, artists, at delivering the most exquisite pain without having you bleed out. And so they, they choose a point of weakness right underneath your palms, right there, where the tendons are tender and the nerve is bright, and they pierce it, and it causes instantly these fire bolts to shoot all the way up your arm. And there you hang, and the muscles that control your breathing around your rib cage, they start to cramp. And you start to struggle for breath, and so you instinctively fight for that, for that breath. And so you, you push up with your feet to give just the slightest relief to your ribs and to your arms that are suffering so unbearably. But that's when lightning bolts shoot up your legs because the Romans have pierced your feet. And so it is this endless cycle of misery and of horror. And, and to add insult to unbearable injury, the Son of God is surrounded by, by his pastors, by the very people who should have been the first to receive him and to welcome him. And what are they saying? Thank you for suffering for us. You fraud. You fake. You liar. Come down off that cross if you really are the Son of God. 
piece of trash. And all of that, that's the easy part. All of that human suffering was pleasant by comparison to what God's, the Father, was putting his own son through at that moment. So shortly, moments before 3 p.m. in the afternoon, Jesus cries out, the one word that we cry out in our pain so often. Lama! Why? Eli! Eli! Lama sabachthani! My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And in that cry is the confession of God's Son that he is suffering the unbearable tortures of hell, the forsakenness of God from those two bites in that fruit all the way to the sins of the people of the, to the very last day on earth, right before judgment. Woeful day. Woeful day. And it gets worse from there. I think about this. I love my wife. I love my children. I do. <laughs> Screaming as they are. I love Pastor Borman and I love you. And it would kill me to know that I have ever done anything to hurt you, even inadvertently. And you can say the same, right? You can all say the same about your loved ones. But you know whom we love more than anybody? We love Jesus. Really, we do. Lord, we sing, you I love with all my heart, with all of my heart. But all of that pain that he suffers on that cross, he suffers because of you and because of me. We are the cause of such anguish. Everything that we see from from the flesh hanging down his back in ribbons to the, to the thorns, to the nails, to the suffering of hell. Everything he suffers there, he suffers not just because of the murderers out there, not just because of the scumbag pedophiles, because, but because of me, because of the sinful nature that permeates every fiber and pore of our being, that nature that, that invariably, inescapably drives us to ourself to make things all about me. Why don't you think about me? And you better get out of my way or else. Everything that the Son of God suffers, everything on that Friday he suffers because of the foul fruit of that nature. So every argument that you have ever had and every feeling of jealousy and every fit of rage and every pounding of, the, of your fist on the steering wheel or, 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 or in your office or wherever it happens to be for any reason, all from those that are closest to him that are surrounding his cross, he is the one to provide for them. Dear woman, here is your son. John, here is your mother. What is going on? This. God is flipping things right side up. See, sin had turned God's world upside down. And on the cross, with those pierced hands, he was grabbing that table, and he was setting it straight. 
the punishment that brings us shalom, peace, wholeness, completeness, was upon him. You know what that means? years before Good Friday, the Holy Spirit inspires King David to pen Christ's own words. My God, you have forsaken me. Why? Because I love them. A band of evil men has encircled me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. 720 years before Good Friday, God inspired Isaiah to write, and he was pierced for our transgressions, and he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. God promised himself all of this pain, and today is the anniversary of the day that God signed in holy blood his most painful promise, and that means today is the anniversary of the day that God signed in blood the blood of his own son, his assurance to you that every single promise he has ever made to you in his word would be kept and he would never fail you. He will never fail you. He will always be with you. He will always strengthen you. He will always deliver you. And he will always bless you every single day come what may. Oh, wonderful day. Wonderful day. Oh, yeah, it's reason to smile, little girl. It sure is. And it gets better from there. It gets better from there. Today is the day that your death and your guilt and every day that you would ever spend in hell from, from day one until all eternity, all of that gurgled out, rattled out its last breath. Since Jesus is God in flesh, suffering on the cross, the payment for our sins, when he breathed his last, that was not done because he had lost, but because he had won. He had successfully finished the payment, and he had redeemed us all. And that, that cry of victory comes out in the way that Mark records that Jesus breathed his last. What does Mark say? With a loud cry. Have you ever been at a deathbed? Do you know how people die? The body, as it starts to shut down, emits these secretions that fill the lungs. And so the last breaths are gasps, and there's this ugly, like kind of like this rattling sound. And people just 
cough out that very last breath. With a loud cry means one thing. There is a warrior rushing into battle, and there is a warrior who stands victorious over all of his enemies and all of yours. Yup, with a loud cry is Jesus' way of telling you your guilt is done. Your debt is finished. Your hell, bye-bye, see you later. You will never have to suffer that ever, ever. You are mine. You are all mine. I win. Just picture this moment. Just picture this moment. As Jesus comes down to those last breaths, the very last pennies of, of, the, of, the, of what just, of God's justice demands for our sins are being paid. And as our debt keeps going down, keeps going down, the vital signs of death and of hell and of the power of Satan keep going down, keep going down, keep going down until that last moment and that last penny to God's justice has been paid. And Jesus cries it out loud. It is finished and croaking goes death and hell, and it is over. It is over for them, and it's just beginning for you and for me. Wonderful day. Is that not wonderful? Oh, yeah, it is. And just wait. Today is the anniversary of the day when the gates of heaven themselves flung open for you. That curtain... That curtain, God blessed that curtain and what happened to it because that curtain was the barrier of the innermost sanctuary in the holy temple of God. It was, it was the barrier to the most holy place. And what that curtain always says, it always says the same things. Sinners, keep out. You have no business being in the presence of a most holy God. But, but God had declared that the sacrifice for the sin and the guilt of the whole world had been paid in full, and so he gives a preview of Easter. He's already given this preview of the running of the tomb when he's going to declare this to live especially our baptismal lives, and part of that means repenting of our sins. But it is a good day. It is a day to jump up and down for joy because it is the day when all of our foes and all of our woes were completely defeated by the suffering and death of God's one and only Son. It is the day when we see God's love for us to shine in its full-blown glory and splendor people of God, my brothers and sisters, 
Today is the day to go bounding out, cheering. <laughs>